1: Can you just imagine for a second, you care about conspiracy theories deeply and you see a podcast where someone decides to crown the greatest conspiracy theory of all time and you listen to over an hour of three people talking about why it's either gay frogs or Paul McCartney's dead.
2: What? I think that would be absolutely brilliant. Don't you think they're the two best conspiracy we've all heard about how the moon landings were fake and you can't take pictures of stars when you're on the moon and blah blah blah? But why did the water turn the frogs gay? And who is Billy Shears? Hello, welcome to Goats. Not the podcast where we talk about four-legged creatures with horns for an hour. No, no. We want to know who and what are the GOATs, the greatest of all time. It's a title that's given to athletes and musicians considered the greatest in their fields. But what about films, games, mythical creatures, urban legends, or carpenters? That's what we're here to find out. Each week, we are going to be choosing a subject and battling it out so that we can crown the GOAT the greatest of all time. So, today I am joined by Seb and vinny two very good friends of mine we've known each other for a very long time how are you both today i'm all right how are you doing
1: i'm doing wonderfully other than the fact that i was hit off a motorbike a couple of days ago oh did i tell you the guy paid for it oh has he yeah he paid up last night to be fair he's minted he's some like lawyer law guy he just paid up he sent me like 500 quid just last night was like yeah here it is don't worry
2: oh sweet so the garage they'll cover that yeah
1: yeah, yeah. 500 quid to repair it. it, Done. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about, but I just thought I'd fill you in. Nice.
2: Lovely. That's happy days. Yeah. Should we get into it?
1: Let's get into it. So what are we covering today, Michael?
2: So in today's episode, we are going to be crowning the greatest conspiracy theory of all time. Now, I've got the dictionary.com definition of a conspiracy theory here for you gentlemen.
1: Not just the dictionary definition, but the dictionary.com definition.
2: Yes, because books and paper are obviously obsolete. A theory that rejects the standard explanation for an event and instead credits a covert group or organisation with carrying out a secret plot. What does covert mean? Uh, secret.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. I can get behind this. Is that right?
3: Is that yeah, right? It is
1: right. Yeah, it's like sneaky.
2: Concealed or disguised. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Concealed, disguised, like hidden. Yeah. Under the radar.
2: Exactly. So, you know, was nine eleven an inside job? Are all the world's banks controlled by one family? Or is the world flat? They're all very good questions, aren't they? But which is the greatest? Which has the best evidence or is the most fascinating? Well, it's down to these two gentlemen, you two right here, to find out, to battle it out for the GOAT.
1: And then it's done. And then we don't have to worry about it again. It's just done. We say how it is. Stop arguing about it. We'll move on to the next thing.
2: Yeah, when, when we when we decide in these podcasts in these episodes when we decide what is the goat it's categorical there can be no no other group of people or anybody with any sort of opinion can ever dispute it we've decided it's done as the goat when we crown the goat it's done we're the gold standard i think
1: yeah 100 percent. because we we are more qualified than anyone
2: anybody because we're just free blokes
3: <laughs> three white straight blokes
1: here to tell you
2: how to think. Can't get more qualified than that. You can't get more qualified than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that doesn't sound good, does it? But, you know, we're just, we're three plebs, aren't we? We're three layman's.
1: Exactly. We're three layman's. We're looking at it from a completely unqualified perspective, which in a way makes us the most qualified, I feel. Who's going to start?
2: Who's going to start? A quick question. Who wants to go first? Seb? Go
1: for it. I mean, I'm happy to go first. Shall I go?
2: Hit us. What have you got?
1: So. I thought I would start off by, obviously you've defined what a conspiracy is as per Mm dictionary.com I thought I'd just say what a conspiracy is for me as said and I think that for me what makes a great conspiracy is that it has to have an element of truth or at least be a bit true Right. it needs to have a tingle of truth, it needs to be believable and the more outrageous the conspiracy, the more exciting it is when you find that there is a tingle of truth in it. Now, like, obviously, the really obvious ones are things like MK Ultra. I don't know if either of you have heard of MK Ultra.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. Is that like the best Mortal Kombat game? <laughs> MK3 Ultra, yeah. Because <laughs> <In it. laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, other than being the greatest Mortal Kombat game, it was a set of illegal human experimentations conducted by the CIA from the 50s to the 70s. It involved giving everyone from like sex workers and their clients to doctors and even other members of the CIA LSD and other psychoactive drugs because they were trying to see if, with the use of psychoactive drugs, they could force Soviet spies to defect against their will. So, like, force them to come over to the US without wanting to. Um, And it was, like, widely considered to be this, like, hippy-dippy bullshit conspiracy that, like, whack-job Vietnam vets talked about. And then in 1977, someone did a freedom of information request, and it came out to be, like, completely true.
2: So it's a conspiracy
1: theory until it's true,
2: and then it's just something that's really cool and true.
1: Well, then it's just a conspiracy, surely. Then it's just a conspiracy, and that, for me is where it kind of falls apart. That's why I didn't pick that, because then it's it's not a conspiracy theory, it's just a conspiracy.
2: Yeah, there's no debate at that point. It's just, oh, this is a fact. It's not like, well, did they do
1: experiments on Roswell aliens? Huh, who knows? Exactly. So that it falls apart, it falls apart for me in another thing in the sense that, like, it needs to be a bit fun, and I don't think that's that fun. <laughs> just sounds quite scary. So yeah, and then I kind of and then I was thinking about like what's a fun conspiracy and you think of stuff like the queen being a lizard. Yeah. Or the fact that Lady Gaga killed Lou Reed.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, apparently. So some people thought that Lady Gaga and her manager conspired to kill Lou Reed. I mean, Lady
2: Gaga, she's she, she's got a few, isn't she? Uh, there's one that springs to mind. I'm not going to say because <laughs> <laughs> what? what <are> you doing? <laughs>
3: I know exactly what you mean. It's not
2: a conspiracy theory, but it was just... Go- I just remember it going around the internet.
1: Oh! Conspiracy's about her.
2: Yeah, yeah, she... Because there's that one in there about, you know... The fact
1: that she has a dick.
2: Yeah, she's she's got a penis and stuff, so...
1: But I don't think that is true.
2: Well, I've I've never seen her in the nip, so... I've never seen her without a dick.
1: That's true. Anyway... I
2: mean, I, she's definitely not got a dick, but it, it it's funny that there's two. That's... I didn't know. Was, I didn't know there was more than the penis one. If you said <laughs> Lady Gaga conspiracy in a sense, you'd go I'd, straight
1: to the penis one.
2: I'd go straight to penis, but actually, there's more. There's a more genuine theory there. Yeah,
1: the other one that really nearly took it for me was that one that went round when we were probably at school, which was Radamel Falcao faking his age to be sold to Manchester United. Do you remember that? No, that happened. There was this whole thing about the fact that he'd faked his age on his birth certificate.
2: That wasn't very long ago either. That was only in like oh, 2015, 16, maybe?
1: 14? No, I was definitely at school.
2: Yeah, 2010, I would have said. Oh, no, it was after Fergie. It, it was not that. But Fergie left 11-12, didn't he? It was it
1: was, it was, 14-15, I just googled it. 14-15, yeah. That seems like years
2: ago. Isn't well, it right? was years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true it's
2: nearly almost a decade in fact but so how old did he say that he was because i would have said he would have been at that time about 27 or 8 i reckon
1: so you are bang on the head he was allegedly so he said he was 26 right but allegedly he was 28
2: right okay why would he lie he was very popular and
1: i don't know i i re- I really genuinely don't know.
2: That's a really interesting one, yeah. I think especially back then people used
3: to think that once you hit 30 that your career is basically done for. So, you know, 28 to 26, that's like an extra 2 years on like a, maybe a contract, you could go for like a
2: 4-year contract maybe you could blag. Yeah, that's true, yeah. That's a reason why. But you just surely you're never going to get away with it. He's played at a massive international club and been to World Cups and that at that point, I think. So, bizarre.
1: I mean, It was bizarre, and I I did almost do it, but then I didn't.
2: That's a really popular one in football, though, is the players lying about their age isn't there
3: i've heard of that a lot like african players coming over to uh europe and saying they're like 17 and And they're like 28 like 28 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
2: Yeah, there was a guy in india who was caught not that long ago who was claiming to be the youngest ever goal scorer in like the indian premier league at like 15 and he was like 32 (laughs) 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 yeah He's like, and in the photo, he's just, a, he's just an old bloke with a moustache and stuff, and he's like claiming to be the youngest ever goal scorer in their sort of top division. I think it's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, so I didn't choose that, sadly. Well, not sadly, because I think I choose the better one. And the one I chose was The Water's turning the Frogs Gay. The what? The Water's turning the Frogs Gay. Alex Jones, right? Alex Jones. So.
2: <laughs> I, okay, I have so many questions already, but go on.
1: So, this quote, sort of quote unquote conspiracy theory came out when, on the 16th of October 2015, Alex Jones, the host of the infamous right wing news channel, I mean, semi news channel, InfoWars, <laughs> uploaded a video called, quote, Alex Jones, colon. The gay bomb rant. The gay, the gay, what the gay bomb? (laughs) Like a bomb that's gay,
2: or a a, a bomb that is gay, or a bomb that turns things gay.
1: Well, this is the thing, right? So, in this rant, Alex Jones started talking about a freedom of another freedom of information request that had shown that a military research company working on behalf of the United States Air Force, had vaguely, and I mean very vaguely, like someone just wrote it on a napkin, thought of maybe it would be a good idea to research dropping a bomb that made everyone ravenously gay.
2: (laughs) Why? (laughs) Makes sense? (laughs) Well, no, it does. No, no, uh, no, no. ravenously.
1: (laughs) Well, no, no, that's the thing. No, but it has to be ravenous. If it's not ravenous, it's useless. The thing that makes it useful is if you drop a bomb <laughs> that makes the entire enemy force ravenously gay and horny. It takes them out of action. Whereas if you just drop a bomb that makes people gay in a year, it doesn't do anything.
2: Mm. Right. So they they want to drop the bomb.
1: They drop they drop this bomb. They down their weapons. They drop their weapons and they just instant go horn. At it. That's that's the. That's and so the then you idea. can just kill
2: them while they're all humping each other. Like shooting gay fish in a barrel, yeah. <laughs> shooting gay fish in a barrel, yeah. Would it not be good to drop a big gay bomb? Oh, I, mean, I can't believe I am going to say a big gay bomb on the popul- the general population and then just like sitting back 100 years and just watching that that country's entire population die out because there'd be no more children. That would win any war.
1: But it's a very long strat, isn't it? Oh
2: yeah, the, that's that you're in for the long haul there, but it would work.
1: It would work. So during this run, he goes off track and says... <laughs>
0: you think PCP, some horse tranquilizer or something? <laughs> they got stuff that'll whack your brain permanently. Brain chips in the troops. They give the troops special vaccines that are really nanotech that already re-engineer their brains. Now there it is, the gay bomb. <laughs> 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 for I mean, this is what they're, what do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. <laughs> and I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it. Quite frankly, I mean, give me a break. Do you think I'm like shocked by it? So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: you know i i've only heard the the last sound cl- the last soundbite bite of him saying he's done in the freaking frogs game <laughs> i've not heard like the whole build-up to that
2: before that is amazing is this the fat is this the fat american fella
1: yeah that is it oh, yeah, i know that's... who you're
2: talking about now yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, i've only ever heard him in impressions but whoever did the impression is bang on because it's that bloke <laughs>
1: That's the thing. If you don't know who Alex Jones is, just Google it. The funny thing is, is, in the UK, we have Alex Jones, the Welsh one show presenter. Can you imagine how much her career has been absolutely savaged oh, yeah. by the fact that she shares the same name as this lunatic? But anyway, if you don't know who he is, just Google it. You'll you'll know instantly when you see his face.
2: I can imagine him. I want to, uh, But I like my imagine, imaginary image of him, so I'm just going to keep it. It's like radio, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Well, this is radio. Well, yeah. So, obviously, there's a lot to unpack from that sentence. Firstly, what the is he talking about? As I said earlier, the gay bomb, so when you watch the video, he pulls up a Wikipedia page which talks about, it's like a one-paragraph Wikipedia page about how in 1994, the Wright Laboratory in Ohio put together a three-page proposal on several potential non-lethal chemical weapons, one of which was the quote-unquote gay bomb. Now. What's weird about this, and I think is why I love this conspiracy so much, is it's such a fantastic case study of how the way that you say something completely defines how people take it. Because obviously he finishes off this sentence, and what he's trying to, and I'm not trying to justify Alex Jones here, he's clearly mental and not very nice, but what he's trying to say is, I think, you don't believe that they could build a gay bomb. But my evidence to suggest that they could is the fact that there's chemicals turning the frogs gay. That's what he's trying to say. Now, obviously, he doesn't shout that. He shouts, I don't like the chemicals that are turning the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> Where this gets really, really interesting is, is it's true.
2: Which bit is true?
1: There is a chemical that's turning the frogs gay.
2: That's the most mind blowing bit, then. So they're not making a gay bomb necessarily. They're making the freaking frogs gay. They actually are chemically putting chemicals in the water to make the frickin' frogs gay.
1: Exactly. Not not in the not in the EU. So I have to say that. So
2: so in the EU we don't have gay frogs. We're not in the EU anymore. Whoa! Whoa! That's getting Brexit does mean Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Brexit means gay frogs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not actually in the EU, so so we do have gay frogs.
1: Well, potentially, yeah, this could mean legalizing. So it could mean legalizing a herbicide called, and I'm probably saying this wrong, it's called atrazine or atrazine. I probably, I I don't know quite how it's pronounced. Never mind. So atrazine was, and still is, outside of Europe, the most used herbicide worldwide. In 2012, it was used on half of the US's corn and 90% of its sugar cane. And so basically, back in 1970, 1997, EcoRisk, which is a company that worked on behalf of other companies to assess the ecological damage of what they were producing, wanted to know whether astrazine was having a negative effect on the frog population, which had been slowly declining since the 70s. And it had. So astrazine... Is being used on all these crops. Eco risk. Go to this guy called Tyrone Haynes, who is so cool. I'd really recommend looking him up. And he, he's a biologist who specialises in frogs.
2: He's a frog guy. <laughs> Why do they always exist? Like you watch these like History Channel documentaries, and it's like the expert on like how cameras were first invented. The most mad stuff ever. Like the, I am a sp- specific frog man.
1: He's the frogman. So basically, they go to Tyrone Haynes, the frogman, and he starts looking into this with a bunch of his colleagues. And he's like, shit, it's not just killing the frogs. What it's doing is it's causing the frogs to produce less testosterone and more estrogen in both adult and tadpole frogs. And this overproduction of estrogen is causing them anything from a lower sperm count or no sperm count, to growing multiple sets of both male and female sex organs in the same body.
2: Multiple sets? Ten penises? Yeah,
1: yeah, so like <laughs> six sets of bollocks and two penises <laughs> and a load of ovaries all crammed in one frog, which makes them sterile, so they can't have kids.
2: I mean, which hole do you aim for at that
1: point? <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know. And in some cases, completely changing a male frog to a fully functioning female frog capable of reproducing. So, wow. So, effectively, what you've got is a load of sterile male frogs, some hermaphroditic frogs or hermaphrodite frogs, which is like a bit of both, and some female frogs. None of those combinations can have baby frogs. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. This is when it turns background to being a conspiracy. Tyrone Hayes brings his findings to EcoRisk and he's like, Guys, we're not making gay frogs. We're making like sterile sex change frogs.
2: Yeah, they're not gay.
1: And they're like, "Ah, that's fine. They're like, we think your findings are wrong. We're just not going to do anything with this. So he then resigns from the panel that he's working with to study the adverse effects of astrazine, this this herbicide. And he's like, I'm going to do my own experiments, which he then publishes in a scientific journal. And he basically then went on a one-man crusade against Atrazine, which is, this is the most mental thing. In one interview, Syngenitor, which is the company that actually makes Atrazine, the company that actually creates it, they openly admitted that they paid their employees to go round to where this guy was doing talks and, and stuff at unis and, like, heckle him and hand out leaflets to discredit his work.
2: Yeah, because they don't want people thinking their product turns frogs gay.
1: Well, and then he does a bit more research and he's like, guys, it's not just turning the frogs gay. He found out that it can cause reproductive issues, breast cancer and prostate cancer in mammals. So humans, rats, that kind of thing. He found out that the average farm worker in the US who works spraying atrazine yeah. had 24,000. 000... <laughs>
2: You said multiple penises. It's
1: <laughs> such a childish joke. It's such a childish joke. Yeah. For fuck's sake. 24,000 times the amount of atrazine in, their, in one piss. So they piss in one little vial. In that little vial, it has 24,000 times the amount of atrazine that he used to change the gender profile of a tub of frogs.
2: Jesus.
1: So they could change. So he reckoned, That with one single droplet, he could change 30 tab folds, and there was 24,000 times that much in this people's piss.
2: So, what's it exactly? Yeah, so what's it doing to that fella?
1: Exactly, and it's never gone anywhere. Atrazine still used, the pharmaceutical company that produces it also produces the drugs that combat breast and prostate cancer.
2: Really? Oh, there you yeah. go. It's...
1: That is a fucking conspiracy. Yeah, theory. it's
2: all about the money. In it, it's, about, it's that. All
1: about the money. My conspiracy theory is that I've been leading up to is that they know and they're just doing it anyway because it's a double whammy. Yeah, they get to sell the fucking herbicide and they get to sell the antidote to these poor fuckers who are pissing <laughs> out enough things <laughs> to turn twenty four thousand tubs of tadpoles gay. Well, not gay, change their gender <laughs> and make them sterile and make them sterile. And twenty-four thousand penises on a good day. Incredible. I'd really recommend his TED talk. It's really funny. That sounds horrifying.
3: I don't know about funny. Yeah.
1: No, the way it is horrifying, but the way he talks about it is he's very eloquent, he's super cool. He's this like big black guy, he's got like dreads and like braids in his beard. He's super cool. Yeah, that's why the water's turning the friggin' frogs gay. Or well, it's not, but it is.
2: So so what we're saying is in your theory that you clearly fully believe in as well. Yes. That this big, fat Alex Jones fella, is right as well, sort of, in a way. As, as, as hard to say as that is, I guess, is, is it, he's sort of right. On this one particular matter about whether or not frogs are gay or sterile, let's just clear that up for a fact, yeah? And, e-
1: and even then...
2: You're not about the gay bit.
1: I'm not about the gay bit. Obviously, gay frogs, they can live their best life. And also... <laughs> It's not what's happening. What's happening is is that they're all turning into female frogs.
2: Yeah. Well Tyrone Man says is happening.
1: Wow, well, exactly. Let's I mean,
2: not, you know You know, let's not start throwing around fact. I mean, what's his PhD even worth? Maybe he's funded by Big Frog. <laughs> 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 These are the questions we
1: really yeah. need to be asking
2: to get to the bottom of this.
3: By Big
1: Frogger.
2: I think so. I don't want to discredit you, Seb. I thought that was absolutely amazing. I loved every second of that.
1: But we can't trust Tyrone Hayes any more than we can trust Alex Jones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sort of, yeah. I mean, uh, this this bloke absolutely could be right. But again, you do have to believe one side or the other, don't you, without seeing the evidence for yourself. That's what makes conspiracy theory so much fun, I think. Exactly. Like, and interesting to listen to because unless you see an alien in a Roswell test facility, you know, having an autopsy done on it for your own eyes, you can never fully say one side or the other... Regardless of who's saying what and what evidence there is, that's why they're so good.
1: Exactly. Unless you see a gay frog with your own eyes. And let's face it, don't start fucking stereotyping frogs. You can't just point at a camp frog.
2: No, you can't point at a frog and go, definitely gay. No, that would be really wrong, yeah.
1: He could just be exploring his froggy feelings. We don't know.
2: What are we to say about that? Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally
3: agree. Sorry, are these frogs that are becoming sterile and uh, growing... Uh, several penises are they the same frogs that naturally do change gender when say there's too many females or too many males in the population
1: i don't know i have heard of this i've heard of that too is
3: this a frog thing or a toad thing as well
1: this is definitely a frog thing i haven't seen anywhere that this is something they do naturally but i also haven't seen that it's not yeah so i would imagine that if it was he would say, oh, it's encouraging them to do this more often than normal, but maybe that doesn't fit with his narrative, so maybe he doesn't include it. You know, we can't say for sure what this guy's motivations are. He didn't say that they naturally do change sex to suit the current climate. Yeah. But I can't say for definite.
2: No. Well, who can? Except for maybe Alex Jones. (laughs) And also, what's the actual issue here? Is it just you know, frogs are going, not going gay, Fro- frogs are going... um Sterile. Yeah, sterile. <laughs> I, I just got gay frogs on the mind, honestly. Like, you know, that's obviously an issue and, you know, sad for the frogs. But are, are they not saying, like, you know, the reason why we should all be paying attention to this turn in the frogs case because the chemicals in the water are affecting humans. And, you know, you're saying that they m- cause breast cancer, but that's why it's a conspiracy and not a fact, because we haven't had people born with... I know we're joking, you know, it's 24 penises.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is that I don't know the stats on the people. I just know the stats on the frogs.
2: So they may have been found with all this chemical in their body, but has it turned them, you know, the opposite gender or whatever? If it hasn't, is it even a problem?
1: Yeah, who knows? I mean, you'd imagine it's not great. Not great. In frog
2: court, they'd probably stand up for the rights of the frogs, wouldn't they? You know,
1: we're not in frog court.
2: Exactly. Love it, Deb. What's Vinny's one? <laughs> well well we'll, we'll go there we'll, we'll wait there 'cause I can't be really bothered to listen to Vinny talk yet. Thank you. But I wanted to <laughs> Thank you very much. No, because I was just going to go on to... So you definitely believe... You, you believe that the the frog gay thing is true, yeah? I
1: mean, I do, Well, that...
2: that I.e., the chemicals are in the water. It's turning the frogs hermaphrodite and sterile and stuff, and it's it's bad for people.
1: That's true. So, yeah, I should clarify. I don't believe that anything is turning any frogs gay. I do believe in, in the chemical castration of frogs.
2: This is where I want to get to, because I know a lot of people that believe in... Funny conspiracy theories and stuff. I can think of one in particular. None of you guys know them, so I'm not going to even mention anything about them. But and hopefully they never listen to this. Oh,
1: now I kind of want to know.
2: No, mm. you, you don't know them. Trust me, it's, it's far removed. But it's, it, they believe that like the fluoride in the water thing, you know, and stuff like that, where like the government are putting fluoride in the water to like I don't know, brain control us and stuff like that. I imagine they're probably not vaccinated, you know. So, one of those, and I'll, I know we are all we all know people like that. But have you, either of you, got any mad conspiracy theory that you genuinely can just say right now that you believe in? It could be anything, um, or even believe in a little bit. Like a little bit of you is like, you know what? Yeah, nine eleven. Yeah, the only one that
3: really springs to mind um and i haven't looked into this like at all but (laughs) that's the best way
1: that's the preface that most conspiracy theorists come out with isn't it before they say anything
3: (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done my own research on this yet (laughs) but so do you remember a few years back the um new york not new york sorry uh the las vegas shootings in america yeah do you remember
1: yeah
2: yeah I'm sure I've seen a video of that somewhere, of the people in the hotel room and stuff.
3: I've heard that that was basically the worst shooting spree in American history. And yet, within a week,
2: news outlets stopped reporting on it.
1: Oh, Jesus.
2: What, because of the bad rep, like the, you know, big Republican pro-gun people thought it would give out yeah this is the thing like why 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 Ah. like because this is this
3: this obviously was just like such a huge event in american history and it's it's something that people kind of i think forget about to be honest yeah
2: definitely yeah
3: and like it was basically dropped within a
2: week which is just insane for such like an event of that magnitude
1: that is really interesting, actually. I hadn't heard about
2: that. Yeah, it's hard to not sound like a conspiracy theorist when you do question what the media play to the population and the motives behind why certain news stories run for a certain amount of time and such and such, isn't it? It's quite hard to not sound like a bit of a tinfoil hat bloke. But there is, there is a lot of
1: probable truth behind some of that stuff, really. But also, you know, these... I, I yeah again with this was inevitable with this subject. We are going to sound like grandpots, but like of course, yeah. <laughs> when you just even in even in the UK, when you look at the fact that like the way that journalism and politics go so hand in hand, and how so many ex-politicians become journalists and so many ex-journalists become politicians, yeah, they're like inextricably linked. There's no way that if you have a political agenda, you wouldn't try and push that through the media there's just no. Like, why would you not
2: yeah why would you not get stories yeah supporting your agenda that you're trying to get voted in or well yeah yeah i mean i mean
3: I mean. look at fox news in america like they are without a doubt like the far right media outlet and they you know you can see it like the, the the people they get on is just like they're all just like alex jones
2: type people to be perfectly honest
1: yeah no yeah, yeah
2: i didn't ever used to believe in this but Vinny will know this Seb, this will be news to you, but do you remember Bebo?
1: <laughs> I wasn't on Bebo. I didn't have a computer until I was twelve, but i I know of Bebo.
2: you know of Bebo, so
1: is it still a thing?
2: No, Bebo's not a thing anymore it was well it was it around for about twelve months or something. It wasn't even about for very long.
3: How
1: do you spell bebo bebo
3: b e b o here we go bebo dot com modern
2: community.
1: This looks
2: like a flying card. <laughs> yeah, the pledge. What the fuck? It wasn't a cult it was like it was like a really early it was like a really early Facebook. You had like your wall and you would put a picture of yourself and a and a cover picture and you would write like an about me section and it was all on one page and you would have like your hobbies and your interests and your favourite films, maybe a couple of pictures and stuff like that and people would look through your profile. Well, on my <laughs> on my Beaver profile and I don't know why, I got this from something. I wasn't even really I don't know, maybe I was quite big into it. I don't know, but I, d- I definitely don't believe it now. But I had just had reels and reels, like pages and pages and pages of all this completely nonsensical 9-11 conspiracy theory stuff. But it was like nonsense. It was like George Bush has nine letters or someone bin Laden has 11, 9-11. It doesn't even add up. They don't even have that many letters in the, in the names and all this mental stuff. It was absolutely insane. And there was one bit on there that I always remember, which haven't looked into it, was obviously also fake. But if you type in, you know, in Word, you have different fonts. You've got a font in there called Windings, which is like, it's like a nonsense font. It's like symbols and stuff. But if you type in there one of the flight numbers of one of the planes that hit the Twin Towers, Q33NY for New York, and look at the Windings translation of it, Seb, you will be shocked. Tell us what you see.
1: Okay, Q33NY Windings.
2: Windings, yeah, like windings. Just tell us what you see.
1: So what I see is an aeroplane, two sheets of paper that could look like towers. Yeah, or skyscrapers. Or skyscrapers. A skull and crossbones. Yeah. And a Star of David. Or maybe it's not, maybe it has too many...
3: A star. I think it is the Star of David. It's a
1: star, according to one source. This is a satanic hexagram, not a star of David. Right. Some symbol. But that's pretty spooky, wouldn't you say? No.
2: What do you mean though? No? <laughs> what do you mean? So if, if the flight number translated into a and I know this because I've like I looked into it. Something that came out in the nineties, something that predates 9-11, if you type that in, and it comes and the flight number of that plane comes up with that image, that's pretty scary, Seb.
1: Do you know what I'd be more interested? Yeah. If Wingdings, windings, Wingdings, I don't know how you say it, had been created post 9-11. That would be interesting. That would be like, has someone put this in as a little 9-11 Easter egg? That's a bit fucked up.
2: But it's not, it's like, it's like predate. It's like, was Microsoft, was Bill Gates in on it with George Bush to fund a war in Afghanistan?
1: Right. Let's just take so many steps back. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly no <laughs> secondly why
3: would he add that
2: <laughs> to wingdings
1: <David laughs> in the first place why would he leave a paper
2: trail like that that's so bizarre just a huge guilty conscience about the what was about to happen
1: but also the thing that i really want to press pause on is there's no way that bill gates wrote wingdings there's no way he had way too much going
2: on. Well, also, there's no way it can be true because Q33NY was never one of the flight numbers of either of the planes anyway. <laughs> so it's all completely made up. You're joking? No, it was flight 11 and flight 175. It's all completely made up. I believe that for the longest time, the whole winding <laughs> thing with a flight. I believed it until two days ago as so, well. You know, it's a it's a conspiracy. It's not even a theory. It's just absolute bollocks.
3: God, that is ridiculous. Yeah,
2: I know. And I and I had I honestly. Vinny, it was reels, wasn't it? It was about fourteen documents full on on Word of this absolute garbage. It was a huge wall of text. I do remember, <laughs> it. and I, I I I I remember
3: being impressed by. It. I remember you. I remember you coming to me one day when we were kids. You we must have been like ten, eleven at this point. You were like Vinny, Vinny. I found something incredible on the internet. Like <laughs> this goes so deep. <laughs> Check my <Beaver laughs> profile for more details, and then we went on my computer, my family computer, and yeah,
2: that block of text, <laughs> that impenetrable wall.
1: I want to see it. Oh. oh
2: yeah, I've tried so hard. It was a thing I copied and pasted as well, so it was something that was like published on some uh, random website or something. I've never been able to find it. The only thing I can still find is the Q through three and Y windings things, still sort of still kicking about. But I had it up there for ages. I had quite a few likes on that section of my Bebo page. It was quite a popular bit. <laughs> and actually, to take us properly full circle until Vinny's brother one day logged into my Bebo when I was behind him and changed every single word on my Bebo page to I am gay. <laughs> and think how big that wall of text was. It was a lot of I am gay. A lot of I am gay, yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny and just had to delete my Bebo after that, really. it was just It ended and then Bebo died.
1: Do you think Bebo died because you left? Probably,
2: yeah. It probably couldn't handle the fact there was no more completely nonsensical 9-11 conspiracy on there. But yeah, so that that's the only time I've ever really dabbled into conspiracy theories. Like I, I didn't believe it really, but I did think
1: it was quite funny and interesting. Do you know what? I've had a conspiracy that I've started to believe in more now than I ever have before. What, because of recent information? Because of recent information that I've obtained. Right from a military source right (laughs) recently i've become more interested in aliens like illegal immigrants (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) you
3: know aliens illegal immigrants
1: no like little green men in spaceships wait what what why would that be illegal immigrants because that's what they call them. That's what fucking Prissy Patel calls illegal immigrants. Yeah,
3: aliens is like, yeah. Well, I think any immigrant really is a is considered an alien, right? Because they're alien to your land or whatever. Oh my goodness. But yeah, carry on.
1: Anyway, hey, that's not where I was going with this. So basically, I've always been a little bit, and my dad is a little bit conspiracy of the aliens and the Bigfoot.
2: Uh, now, I'm going to stop you there again to... Because this is a bigger point. I don't aliens to me aren't a conspiracy theory. They're just a f- probable statistical fact of life.
1: No, no, it's not the fact that there's aliens in the universe. It's the fact that they visited,
2: and the government has covered it up. Yes. Oh, okay. So let's all agree: aliens definitely, definitely exist somewhere in the universe. You don't need to be a conspiracy theorist to believe in aliens.
1: But whether or not we've seen them is the the thing that so. I was pretty, I don't think this is a thing. I think if we'd been visited by aliens, we'd know about it. It'd be a much bigger deal. Why would they cover it up? They wouldn't just occasionally crash land and then leave. Why would they be sneaky if they've got the power to get over here, blah, blah, blue? However, I was recently talking to Lucy's auntie. Now, Lucy's auntie used to work in air traffic control. Lucy's my partner. Sorry, I should have said that. So Lucy's my girlfriend, her aunt used to work in air traffic control in like the 80s and 90s.
2: Right. Where? In the UK. Where?
1: I don't know. For the RAF somewhere.
2: All oh, right. Okay. I was going to say that would matter because if you said on sort of like Exeter Airport, I, I wouldn't, instantly. I don't believe it.
1: No, no, no. So she used to work on like military bases. And she said once when she was working in Cyprus, I do remember that bit. Okay. Yeah. So basically, she used to deal within air traffic control of the reports, because she worked for the RAF, not just for civilian air traffic control, of reports of, like, aircraft being where they shouldn't be. So, like, we think we've seen a Russian plane going over the channel or whatever.
2: Okay, yeah, or, you know, such such and such as in, you know, non flyable military airspace for civilian planes or whatever it is, okay.
1: And she said she had four British Airways pilots in a row, in order, all report the same object flying past them so fast they felt they needed to phone RAF, air traffic control. And she traced it. She got a call from, like, the south of France, and then a call from, like, Central Europe, and then a call as it went over Cyprus, and then a call as it went over, like, the Middle East. And it happened in the space of, like, a minute. Like it went from one to the other to the other to the there, and they all saw it go tearing past. And she was like, there was nothing around at that time that's come out since that could travel that quickly. There's nothing.
2: So even today there's did she do the maths though? Did she like add up how long that was in kilometres and how many kilometers per hour?
1: Given that like it took what's it called? Um that SR seventy one, like the fastest circumnavigation of the globe is like 10 hours. And that was doing like Mark 4. Right, yeah. And this did like a quarter of the globe in like a minute.
2: Yeah.
0: Burrow's Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: I have heard these stories before of um, like RAF people or not necessarily from Britain, but even in like a lot of the times in America, whatever the American Air Force is called. The American Air Force. American Air Force. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard um, pilots talk about these things. Basically, actually UFOs are like genuine unidentified flying objects that literally seem to defy the laws of physics. And no one seems to know what they are. And in fact, there's even like video evidence that I think the government quite recently, uh, the American government that is quite recently um, released to the public. And I think they're even saying, we actually have no idea what this is. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're saying they don't think it's like they're there. Like we're not going to say it's like extraterrestrial life, blah blah blah. Because of course they wouldn't. Because that you're not going to say that unless you know, like that cause an absolute fucking. You imagine? They're like, well, we don't know, but it's probably aliens, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all the like churches, they're like the pope, and that they're all sweating when these videos come out. He's like, please don't say it's aliens.
1: Well, well, the Pope said that aliens were fine, didn't he?
2: Oh, did he? Oh, that's fine then.
1: The new Pope said that aliens and and being gay is okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's fine then.
1: <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. For the latest bill. Yeah. Obviously, they're they're not going to come around and be like, well, we don't know what it. They're probably just you know their thought will be like it's probably China or Russia or something like that. But. They did release that. Yeah, there's that footage of something going over. um, I think it's like off the coast of the US, isn't it? And it's like absurdly fast. And they're like...
2: It it could be like, I I think that is a bit freaky, but I wouldn't jump to aliens, I don't think. I wouldn't jump to aliens. I would say it's probably some funny military experiment or a missile or... I just blame China. Yeah. Or like the people seeing this might be a little bit like, they say it was a minute, but it might have been 10 because it was so weird. They can't quite remember the right time. There's, there's, I think there's loads of explanations other than definitely aliens for me, but I do agree it's quite strange.
1: I mean, I think the only explanation is definitely aliens. I
2: think it's more fun to believe it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Is it more fun? I think it's quite scary.
1: Well, it's, it's that thing. It's what they call LARPing, isn't it? They call it on the internet. Live action role-playing. Yeah, but it's like a term I recently found out.
2: I thought it was going for a country, like, strolling through the countryside. What? <laughs> Laughing. <laughs> you thought? Saw... Do you mean, like, frolicking? <laughs> Yeah, I'm laugh? No, no, not, fro- not frolicking. You're laughing, aren't you? You're like, I don't know you're getting your bag on. You're going up the moors. You're having a little laugh. What are you doing? I'm laughing about.
1: Okay, I think you need to stop telling people you're laughing.
2: It's a completely different thing than what you think it is. Is it? Is, it, is that not what I've been for laughing a long time? But that's what I thought laughing was. Oh, he's, Oh, look at him. He's laughing about the moors.
1: <laughs> laughing used to be those people who play like real life Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, what it's come to mean in like internet speak. God, I sound like such an old person. Internet speak. What it's come to mean on Internet speak, like Reddit and shit. So it's live action role playing is like buying into something because it's enjoyable, not necessarily because you believe the evidence. So, like, ah, uh,
2: you're live action role playing life.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you're like larping it because it makes your life more interesting. Like, a lot of people say that, like, you know, QAnon, like, people say people larp it because, like, it couldn't possibly be true, but it gives them a reason to hate on the opposite political side and like you know what i mean like like astrology yeah like exactly like astrology like you're laughing at like you don't really believe it's fully true but it gives you something to get excited about yeah it's something
3: fun to, to gather around a community to be involved with
2: yeah but you still sort of know it's not true like the queen if it, i think it'd be quite fun to laugh about the queen being a lizard <laughs> i fully believe she's a lizard and like going to the pot like you no know, like because you could you could like you both and I want to build a big pub shed in my garden, but it'd be cool to like, rather than a picture of the queen in the pub, it's the queen, but she's a lizard. And we all go, oh yeah, she's a lizard. I forgot about that. Lizzie the lizard, hey. Exactly. You know, that's quite funny, isn't it? So,
1: To my understanding, that's what LARPing something
2: is. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that that's quite different to what I was thinking then. <laughs> I'll stop telling people I'm going for a wee LARP then.
1: Yeah, you probably should.
2: Yeah, probably. Well, that's enough about nine eleven and Beaver anyway. Vinny. What is your conspiracy theory that you're bringing to the table? The Beatles. What's there to say on the
3: Beatles that hasn't already been said? Arguably the biggest and most popular band in the history of all Western music, they've sold over 1.6 billion singles in the US alone. Wait, really?
2: Yep. Fucking hell. Insane, I know, right? Fucking hell. That is insane. I can't even name five Beatles songs. That's bad.
1: Fuck
3: off. It? You could name five Beatles songs. Don't
1: be such a hipster.
3: I'm not a hipster? Right now, load up Spotify, go onto Beatles, and you will see the, the top 10. You'll know every single song.
1: When we watched Brentford, we sang a Beatles song together.
2: Yeah, I know Hey Jude. So that's one. Yellow Submarine. That's two. That's two. That's all I got. Honestly, honestly, I'm not trying to be a hipster. Here comes the sun. Yeah, I heard of that. I've heard, yeah, there's something I've heard of, but I couldn't name them. But I couldn't name them. I couldn't like, tell you the name off the top of my head. Well, anyway,
3: <laughs> the Beatles, they're pretty big. And even after it officially split up in 1970, each member of the Beatles carried on producing top-quality rock songs for all types of audiences. The most successful of these members being Paul McCartney, the so-called cute Beatle. But what if I told you that Paul
2: was dead? Oh, yes. I love a dead, really dead celebrity theory. Yes, Vinny. Let's go. Come on, let's get into this. Yes. (laughs) He's, he's in Cuba, he's with all his pals, he's with Hitler and Michael Jackson and all the rest of them and Elvis and they're all chilling. Yes, come on Billy, let's go.
3: So this idea is that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and the Beatles basically got an imposter to pretend to be Paul for the rest of their career and post-career, I suppose, because he had a very long post-career. And he's still alive now. And he's still, he's still kicking. He's one of two Beatles still kicking, yeah. Well, he's not, is he? Because we're going to find out why he's not. <laughs> exactly. It's not quite certain exactly where or how the rumour began, other than it was somewhere around 1967 in London, mostly around university campuses. The rumour was basically that Paul McCartney had perished in a traffic accident whilst driving along the M1 motorway on the 7th of January, which is a weirdly specific date, but I guess it does lend to more credibility if you have an exact
2: date. I mean, does it offer more credibility for having an exact date? You
3: could
1: just
2: make it up, couldn't you? I
1: don't know, but if everyone's saying the same exact date, it starts to feel like it could be true.
3: Yeah, and then I mean, you might question why that exact date. It must be true. Around this time, the Beatles were becoming increasingly known for adding reversed sounds and voice clips to their music. This, in turn, added fuel to the flame as Beatle maniacs all across the world began meticulously searching through each and every one of their records for clues often playing these records backwards. The rumour really caught fire in September of 1969 when Tim Harper, an editor of Drake University's student-run newspaper, published an article titled Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? In said article, Tim argued that the rumour may have indeed had legs all along, as he cites such damning evidence as playing the vocal line Number 9 from the Beatles song Revolution 9 backwards, which sounded a bit like he was saying Turn me on, dead man. (laughs)
2: Sorry, what, when it was played backwards, it sounded like Termi on Deadman. Yeah. So it was just... <laughs> and that's what he thought he had. Well, um...
1: <laughs> That's such a good backwards talking impression. I'm really impressed.
2: Backwards talking's easy. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I can't do it. Please don't listen to this podcast backwards. I didn't mean it. Hail Satan back with something.
3: <laughs> as well as observing that the back cover of the 1967 album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, had all four Beatles on the front facing the camera, except for Paul, who was mysteriously facing away from the camera. Ooh. Ooh, I know, right? Ooh.
2: Very damning evidence that he's dead. <laughs> Very damning. He's definitely dead. It wasn't just some Marzi farty, right? You turn around, this will look cool. He's dead.
1: Oh, I could be preempting it here, Vinny. But I'm going to lay down a wager that in the next two to three minutes, you're going to bring up the album cover with the flags on it. Flags? You know the one where they're doing the signs with the flags? No. You know the Beatles album where they're doing the ship signs with the flags? It's iconic. The flags. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> the flags? I'm the biggest Beatles fan ever and I don't know what you're know about the flags.
1: Look at Google, Beatles flags. Beatles flags. Flags, cover. That one.
2: <laughs> Which one?
1: The one where they're in the coat. Oh, they're not, they're not holding flags. They're not holding flags. <laughs> oh, God, Seb, you fools this right up. They're doing hand signals. They're doing hand signals. Oh, help. Yeah, help. What I was going to say was, are you going to bring up the fact that the hand signals from help don't say help. They actually say some other letters. N-U-J-V, apparently. Yeah, I'm reading the same thing. I thought you were going to bring that up. Sorry, I totally jumped the gun. I didn't mean to.
3: No, 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 I, I wasn't actually going to bring that up. And if I remember correctly, help actually was released in 1965, a year before Paul
2: supposedly died. Yeah, way before he died, Seb.
1: Oh, fucking hell. Sorry, gang.
2: Jesus. It's okay, mate. It's okay. Come on, you're talking to the two biggest Beatles fans ever.
3: (laughs) Other noticeable evidence of Paul's death included playing the last few seconds of their 1967 song, Strawberry Fields Forever, backwards. And it sounds a bit like John Lennon was saying, I buried Paul, if you squint your ears hard enough, that is. (laughs) Squint your ears, that is a really good saying. As well as the cover to their 1969 album, Abbey Road having Paul be the only Beetle on the front cover walking barefoot, and a license plate of a white Volkswagen Beetle in the photo, containing the characters LMW28IF. LMW, of course, standing for Linda McCartney Widow, or Linda (laughs) McCartney Wheats. Linda being Paul's (laughs) wife at the time. Of course! And 28 IF, or 28 IF, symbolising that Paul would be 28 if he was still alive. (laughs) Oh my days. (laughs) A fact very easily debunked, as Paul was in fact 27 (laughs) at the time of the album (laughs) being recorded and released, proponents of the Paul is dead theory would often say the reason behind all of these cryptic messages was the fact that the other three Beatles felt so guilty about the death and subsequent cover-up of their bandmate and good friend, they felt compelled to let their audience know what was up, without outright stating it, of course. So, this poor look-alike. Who is he, then? The stand-in was thought to be an orphan from Edinburgh by the name of William Campbell, who was found and instigated by Britain's MI5, no less, out of concern that Paul's death would spark public outrage and even riots, <laughs> why <laughs> the Beatles really were "quote unquote" bigger than Jesus at the time? But they
2: didn't kill him. It wasn't like apparently he died in a car accident, didn't it? It'd just be a tragedy.
3: Well, I think the I think because they had so many fans and like they were very ravenous to steal a world from Seb uh, fans at the time. I mean, Beatlemania was huge. I think you probably have a, a few suicides on your on your hand.
1: But no one, like, shat their pants when James Dean died in a car crash. I mean, they got a bit sad, but no one killed themselves. Did they? Good point. Did he die at the height
3: of his popularity?
1: Yeah, he yeah. If anything, like... I mean, you can't say before his... But, like, he's very much considered to be someone who's, like, lost before their prime kind of thing. Yeah, right. He actually didn't do that many films. That's the whole thing. It's like... He was actually not in that many I mean, I could be wrong, but I want to say he's in like four or five features or something before he was killed.
3: Yeah, I think I have heard that before. It was like Escape from Alcatraz was one, wasn't it? Or
1: Yeah, he was in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films from 51 to 56. Was he in The Blob? Or am I misremembering that? He was in Fixed Bayonets, Sailor Be Aware, Deadline USA, has anyone seen my gal, <laughs> Trouble Along the Way, East of Eden, which he was nominated for loads of stuff? And also the one that everyone remembers and is the iconic one of him in the leather jacket, smoking the cigarette, Rebel Without a Cause.
3: Oh, he wasn't in an Escape from Alcatraz.
1: No, and he was also in Giant. Unless it's Escape from Alcatraz was who was I thinking
2: of? I mean, I've actually sure. never heard of this fella or any of those films. Anyway, You've never heard
1: of James Dean. I've heard him. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. You're thinking of Steve McQueen. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in quite a lot of TV stuff. But like, even then, he wasn't in loads. Um, but he's like, you know, he's like, he's you know, iconic for being dead.
3: Like XXX Tentacionis.
1: Exactly. Like XXX Tintagelnes. He was 24 when he died, holy
2: fuck. Oh, he was, he's not part of the 27 gang, that's a whole nother... Oh, I've got an interesting
3: theory actually, a conspiracy theory, of everyone in the 27 club, all the musicians who died at 27, yeah, all had white Bic lighters in their pocket at the time, which is why stoners believe that white Bic lighters are
2: unlucky. Wow. Is that true though? What, that they believe they're unlucky?
1: Or that stoners believe that. Vinny, as a stoner.
2: No, or that they actually definitely had white Bic lighters in their pocket when they all died. Because I don't think you can verify that.
1: Well, the thing is,
2: Bic,
3: I don't think was around until like the 1980s. So that basically excludes about half the people from the 27 Club. (laughs) What I've heard is like an actual real interesting, um, probably quite plausible reasoning behind the myth that white Bic lighters are unlucky for stoners is because... Basically, a lot of stoners, when they smoke a pipe or a bowl, they'll use the bottom of the lighter. They'll, like, kind of pack the weed in with the bottom of the lighter. And so if you have a white lighter and maybe you're packing some weed in that has maybe a bit of ash in it, you're going to have the ash at the bottom of the lighter. So it kind of looks a bit, I guess, suspicious if you have a white lighter with, like black char all around the bottom
2: oh right you mean if somebody sees your lighter they're gonna be like oh look he's got a dirty lighter yeah he's gonna... exactly so I, I that's the plausible explanation i've heard before right kurt cobain didn't have a white lighter in his pocket when he died
3: no he had a multicolored
2: one didn't he that's what i heard i'm just saying to give no legs to this theory yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's bullshit but it's it's funny bullshit yeah it's interesting it'd be good to laugh about never owning a white big lighter because everybody died with one in their pocket.
1: Or maybe we all want to die as part of the 27 Club and be iconic, so maybe we should all buy white lighters after this.
2: Not really. I don't fancy dying in a few months. How old are you? You could have told me I had a bit longer. I'm 27 oh, in Jesus. August. You're 27 oh, this year. 20. Yeah, come on, you guys aren't. You're 27 next year, Vinny, so get oh, over
1: good it. Oh, lord. Anyway, right. Before I have some kind of existential crisis, let's fucking carry on. Other theorists
3: contended his name was actually, in fact, William Shears Campbell, abbreviated to Billy Shears, which is the name they sung in the opening track to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, dear. Although, Billy Shears is quite clearly just an alter ego of Ringo Starr in that album, as they sing Billy Shears, and then the song that follows exactly just afterwards is a song sung by Ringo
2: Starr. So... Yeah, I don't know where they got that from, but apparently it's Billy Shears. Is this bloke even a real bloke, this Billy Shears orphan fella? You know what? Is he verifiable or is he just completely made up as well? You know what? No, he's not real. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> In fact,
3: nowhere in my research could I find exactly where the name William Campbell as an orphan from Edinburgh even came from. It's just something that people heard and just thought, yeah, that sounds about right. That is mental. In October of 1969, at the height of the theory, the Beatles press office issued statements denying Paul had died, calling such rumours a load of old rubbish. At the time, Paul... Or should
2: I say Billy Shears?
1: I don't think you should say Billy Shears.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Paul or should I say Billy Shears? (laughs) He sounds like a porn star. Well I love on Billy
1: Shears. (laughs) And I mean it's a bit your fucking garden. You've got a mighty bush there, needs to be sheared.
3: (laughs) Add some like niche fetish porn that like pube shaving stuff. (laughs)
2: oh god sam you gotta stop i'm not gonna sleep now
3: (laughs) so anyway at the time paul was living on a farm with his family a reporter and a photographer from life magazine were both invited to take pictures and interview paul on his farm after paul had felt bad for throwing a bucket at them and swearing at the pair whilst they snooped around his farm without mccartney's consent thus the famous image of paul and his family on the farm was published as front cover of november 7th edition of life magazine with the caption at the top reading, Paul is still with us. Most of the rumors were basically just put to bed after this magazine had been
2: issued. So, but the magazine properly like called out the rumors then by saying Paul is still with us. They're like, they're like giving not, you know, flames to the fire or whatever. They're fuel to the fire. They're giving, they're saying this, you know, he's still with us. They're acknowledging the fact that people think he's dead and he's clearly not.
3: I think, yeah, because at the time he basically, Paul just moved out to the middle of the country to live on a farm because he just, couldn't cope with all the pressure and the media and all this stuff so i think that also kind of added to the whole thing with like paul is dead and we haven't seen him like doing interviews and living in london so i think that kind of added to it a bit more until you know reporters literally came to him were like are you dead is your name billy shears are you sure you're not dead no and yes (laughs) (laughs) are you sure you're not dead So, yeah, I I think this is probably the most interesting conspiracy theory of all time. I just think it's such a preposterous idea that one of the members of pretty much the biggest band of all time had died at the height of their fame, was secretly replaced by a lookalike who not only was as talented a musician as Paul McCartney, but also... sung. Uh, yeah,
2: because they would have played live, wouldn't they?
3: Well... Around, I think, 1965 or six, they did make the choice to stop playing live and to focus on making studio albums instead.
2: Oh, my goodness. So he did die.
1: Oh. <laughs> Do you know what's ridiculous is that swung me?
2: Yeah, I'm done. He's Billy Shears, I'm All The Way, because they could have recorded all those songs using Paul McCartney's voice years ago. They could have just had a huge back catalogue of songs and albums and just slowly released them and, you know, It could have been planned. The three other Beatles could have killed him. Yeah, I think they did. Vinny's doesn't seem convinced. Well,
3: no, to be honest, you're turning me as well. (laughs) Yeah, say the whole like back catalogue thing, because they've done that with like Tupac and
2: uh, Notorious B.I.G. I mean, Yeah, loads of bands and musicians and stuff. Michael Jackson had released an album after he died. Loads and loads of people. A posthumous album, I think they're called. The Beatles could have just had tons and tons of albums because I bet they recorded a lot of songs. I mean, I don't know how many songs they've got. I can't even name five, but I bet they've got about 200. And they were at a party. They were really drugged up. They were all egging Paul on, go on, Paul, do another one. <laughs> He's accidentally died. And the three, the other three have gone, shit, what are we going to do? And they've panicked and they've just buried him.
1: And they've gone, get Billy Shears. Who's that
2: mate who looks just like Paul? <laughs> Who's that orphan from Edinburgh? <laughs> They didn't even think about Billy Shears. <laughs> they just buried him because they were like, they didn't know what to do. They were in the woods. It's late. They've had a few beers. They've had a few, you know. A few of the blue smarties. Little smarties and that. They don't know what they're doing, really. They've just buried him. They've woken up morning and they've gone, oh, shit, he is actually dead. Oh, we can't go and dig him up now and tell everyone it was an accident because we'll be done for hiding it and all that. So then they've gone down this mad thing of, they maybe they made Billy Shears the name up to throw people off the scent. I mean, fuck knows who was at Paul McCartney's farm and in that magazine but
1: pff, i think it's got legs i think it's got legs too
2: well is it even a conspiracy theory at this
3: point I think we've just ruined the beatles for you Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a done deal this this happened Paul's <laughs> dead fool is dead wow
1: what this really brings into question isn't just how we think about conspiracy theories but also how we finish episodes well because we'd never thought about that. How do we decide? You you decide, don't you, Michael?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah. So every episode, one of us will be umpire and host and won't present a case, just be annoying and sort of interrupt all the time with their own little stories and stuff. You know, that, that's that got to be practice. But they ultimately will decide, based on your two pitches, who they're going to crown the goat. And like we said on this podcast, we define it, don't we? We're definitive. When we say something's the goat, it is the goat.
1: Can you just imagine for a second, you care about conspiracy theories deeply and you see a podcast where someone decides to crown the greatest conspiracy theory of all time and you listen to over an hour of three people talking about why it's either gay frogs or Paul McCartney's dead.
2: What I think that would be absolutely brilliant. Don't you think they're the two best conspiracy We've all heard about how the moon landings were fake and you can't take pictures of stars when you're on the moon and blah, blah, blah. But why did the water turn the frogs gay? And who is Billy Shears?
1: That's the title of this episode, who is Billy Shears? <laughs>
2: I've got a very difficult decision on my hand. I need to weigh them both up. So, Seb, I like yours a lot because... The evidence is good it, there's a lot of probable truth about that it's not turning the frogs gay but i would probably agree with the scientists that the chemical and the pesticides and stuff they're really bad and they're cancerous and stuff and it's really interesting and scary and i think it reflects a lot on the world the fact that you know the company that makes the pesticides fund the company that makes the drugs to cure the cancer and everything else i think that's all pretty bang on however i do think the f- Billy Shears thing is amazing and the evidence, the fake evidence in quotation marks for Paul McCartney being dead, the number plate on the beetle and the fact that he's the only one not wearing shoes or not facing the camera and the fact that we literally just proved that Paul McCartney 100% died in 1966. I think crowns Paul McCartney is dead is the greatest conspiracy theory of all time.
1: I couldn't agree more. The moment you started talking about Billy Shears, I was sold.
2: Yeah, I, it's got it's got to be. It just has to be. It's so much more interesting and wild.
1: It's ridiculous, and I think it has anu- It has that conspiracy. I think the thing with the frogs is it's too
2: it's too scary and real. It's like y- they are putting stuff in the water. I could very much believe the thing about the you know pesticides, whatever the herbicide. Yeah, exactly it, it, what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Whereas I think. Billy Shears is so unbelievable and the evidence is so... You've got to do such mental gymnastics to get to a point where you could believe it.
2: (laughs) There is a lot of it as well. A lot of very small things. That number plate thing is the best thing. That number plate thing is it is the is the seller. Was as soon as I heard that, that was I was done. Because... There's
3: more things on that album cover as well. There's things like the Beatle lines up with Paul McCartney's head <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> it's and like how all four Beatles look like varying forms of people who would be at like a wake or a funeral, like George Harrison's behind Paul and he's dressed like an undertaker.
1: Is he? He's in like a jean jacket.
2: Yeah, apparently that's what Undertakers would wear. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's one of the most famous, and also that album cover, even I know that album cover, it's one of the most famous images of all time, isn't it? It's brilliant.
1: The other thing I was going to mention, I forgot to mention. Do you remember that other conspiracy, Vinnie? I would be shocked if you didn't remember this, about the guy who said he'd gone into a different reality or a different universe where the Beatles had never broken up, and he bought back like a tape. Yep. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah. It, well, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory as such. Isn't it just kind of like a? It's like one of that, LARP, that that larping thing you were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it. He basically some guy just made like a mashup album having all oh. the like post Beatles uh, recordings, post Beatles songs, and kind of mashed them all up so they. We're all kind of together again, and then kind of made this whole story up to kind of
2: add a bit of like fun to it.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's really cool.
2: That is cool. I think the biggest thing as well about the Beatles thing is this is uh, the 1960s. This is way before the internet and like information on a global scale, like that. But because they were just so big, a number plate on a car and just people talking and newspapers can create such weight that a magazine's got to come out and be like, he's not actually dead, everyone. That is pretty big. Like, that conspiracy theory must have been huge at the time. And how did people even talk about it? Just sat in the cafe or the pub or whatever is the only way they would have been able to discuss no forums or anything else with there. So, yeah, I think it's the best. It's got to be, like I said, Paul McCartney is dead. is the greatest conspiracy theory of all time. We've done it. We've done episode one, boys. We've crowned the first goat on the pedestal, on the shelf of goats. Paul McCartney's dead body is up there with a little goat crown on it and a little trophy. We'll do- Beatles, for the ones of you that are still alive, obviously Billy Shears will be getting one as well. We'll, we'll send you a- <laughs> we we'll send you a little trophy with your name on it like in the first place and goat and-, and everything else. So expect that. But yeah, I think that's us done, isn't it? I think that's a wrap.
1: Yeah, we've added our first goat to the goat pen of
2: goats. Oh, I like it. The goat pen. There's going to be many, many, many more. So, yeah, the first goat's been crowned. Episode two, we are going to be crowning the greatest, disgraced celebrity of all time. I think it's me versus Vinny this time. No spoilers, but um, which one of them is it going to be? There's many, many to pick from. I mean, all pretty much all celebrities are... wrong Despicable, yeah, they're all absolute wrong aren't they? They've all done horrible things. But which one is that the biggest fall from grace? Or the biggest comeback? Who knows? We'll have to find out when we crown the next GOAT.